So Airheads originally came out in like long strips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were super chewy and good and real lightweight. They yeah. were delicious. I don't know why they changed them. Well, they have those still. Okay, these are, are they just have to make these tricked up versions of yeah. them to Air, sell more. Airhead bites. It's almost like the superhero movies. They make another tricked up version of it mm-hmm. and everyone has to go see it. <laughs> you love superhero movies too. I like taking naps during them. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. This is Jennifer, and I'm a big-ass runner from Gripen Springs, Texas. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your hosts, Jeff Harrell and Stephen Pritt. Yeehaw! Well, thank you, Jennifer. That was a fantastic yeehaw, by the way, Stephen. That was a really authentic Texas one, for sure. Yeah, thanks so much, Jennifer. She is from Dripping Springs, which actually is right outside Austin. It is. And Jeff, I actually have vacationed near that area. What? Yeah, I had an Airbnb out there, and there's a really good coffee shop. So maybe I've seen you there before, Jennifer. I think it's called... Mazama Coffee. Ooh, that they have, sounds they good. have a little goat for logo and they have really good bakery stuff and really amazing coffee. So thank you, Jennifer, for that. Uh, I'm glad that you're out there representing trail running out there in Dripping Spring, Texas. Yeah, is it the goat of coffee oh, shops? In that area, definitely. I mean, <laughs> it it is the goat. They even have little sugar cookies with goats on there. And, and I bought one of their mugs that has a big goat on it. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Big Ass Runner. I'm Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Print. Stephen, believe it or not, these episodes keep going like one after another. It's I, hard to believe. It's crazy. It's like every week there's like another one attached to it. It's, it's yeah, amazing. It keeps adding by one. Yeah, every single time. It's, this, it's, it's crazy it's how amazing. that happens. Yeah. Well, this is episode 56. We're very excited. Last week we talked a lot about the Olympics. We're changing that up a little bit, Stephen, this week. Right. We've got a little bit of a, a potpourri, so to speak. We're going to talk a little bit about movies. Right. With a special guest. Oh, who could that be? I have no idea who that's going to be. We're going to talk a little bit about trail running strategy. Uh-huh. But before we get to that, as I mentioned, we're going to talk a little bit about movies later, but I have a story that I'd like to tell about the movies. Okay. Yeah. Lay it on me. Before I tell the story, though, I want to find out, do you like candy? Are you a candy guy? I do. You know, I kind of go off and on with it. Definitely for road trips. Like I just got done doing one with our family. We went to Colorado and there's certain candies that I like to, you know, something chewy to me to keep my interest and keep me awake kind of thing. Yep. But like around the house and at work and I don't really eat candy. I didn't really buy it from the gas station. So yeah. I'm not opposed to it. It just kind of depends more on, on the situation. Yeah, I'm kind of a special occasion guy too. Road trips or going to the movies, yeah. and that sort of thing. And this is what happens. So we love going to the movies as a family. And now that we can go back, at least right now, temporarily we right. can. <laughs> We were going to go do, my daughter is home from college. She goes back in a couple of weeks and my youngest son is going to be a senior in high school. So we thought the four of us would go see a movie. Yeah. And we went to see, I think it's called Jungle Cruise. I think you've seen it as well. Yeah, I saw that last weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, entertaining. Yeah, we like to go. We like to sit on the very top row right in the center. Uh Uh-huh. And I love the theaters where you can do the pre, you know, you can pick your seats and pay ahead of time. You don't have to worry. Must have. Oh my gosh. The recliners. It's so great. You know, when you go to the movies, we like to get popcorn Uh and drinks and candy. 
And that gets expensive. It does. It does add up a little bit. You could actually pay more in concessions than you did for the actual movie tickets. I think we really could have because I think I got a beer too. This place (laughs) serves beer also. Nice. Well, I was at the grocery store prior to going, just picking something else up. And I thought, hey, I'll save us a little bit of money and get the candy there. Now, you don't want to get the popcorn ahead of time. It just doesn't taste the same. you got to get the movie popcorn. Right. But the candy tends to be sometimes even stale at the movie theater. So I'm at Kroger. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I want to get candy here. And I, I'm not a big Milk Dud fan normally, but for movies I am because I like to mix it with the popcorn. Oh, yeah. you got to have the sweet and salty. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> so I grab some Milk Duds for myself. And I know my wife likes M&M's. And I'm thinking, okay, the kids, I think Ava likes Junior Mints. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure Landon maybe likes Snickers or something like that. But I'm like, I want to be sure. So I call them and get a hold of Landon. And I said, Landon, what kind of candy do you want? Do you want Snickers or what do you want? He goes, no, I want Airhead Bites. I'm like, what is Airhead? What, airhead what is that? Bites? That sounds like the biggest tricked up candy. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll see if they got it. Of course, they do have it. I'm like, okay, I guess this is a thing. <laughs> and then what does Ava want? Ava wants Sour Patch Kids Watermelon. I'm like, what, what is that? This is like some kind of bougie candy it's, run. It's tricked up candy. <laughs> they did have it. Apparently, it's popular. And I got to thinking, I could tell someone to say, hey, I got candy for myself, my right. wife, my college-age daughter, and my son, and here's what we got. And I bet they could assign the correct candy to the right person. <laughs> you can tell how old someone is by the kind of candy they eat. Right. That's my theory anyway. Yeah, I think if somebody's like ordering Raisinets, they're probably have an AARP membership. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It's like eating at Olive Garden. Uh, right, exactly. At 4 p.m. Yep. Right. Yeah, I definitely feel like that. But I think M&M's, Junior Mints, that's standard. That's legacy candy. It can go either way. But when you start getting into this sour punch and patch and glitter you know everything's sour and chewy and yeah there's sour straws and there's worms and there's all kinds of tricked up stuff yeah i think it's like not really sour i think they sprinkle crack on it or something i don't really know but yeah my kids like the same thing so it's like they always want something different like the whole chocolate thing doesn't exist anymore yeah, it's like wait a minute chocolate is essential it's a food group right what is going on here yeah it's the fruity sour and let's put it in something gummy form basically yeah, yeah. i mean i thought tricked up candy was m&ms with peanuts or without that's as tricked up as it needs to get right crazy well what i thought i'd do is gather some of those candies and we're actually gonna taste some of those later on because we have a candy connoisseur coming up on the show (laughs) yeah he he definitely is i can attest to that being on some road trips with this person yes he is a candy connoisseur that's coming up well if you like candy tell us what kind on instagram we'd love to hear it my theory is that you can tell someone's age by what kind of candy they like we'll see if that theory holds true and with that steven let's get going on episode number 56 the raisinette episode the raisinette episode i actually don't like those i don't disgusting. i don't like raisins they're like the raisin brand of candy yeah you know i actually like raisin brand but i don't like raisins in cookies or candies if they're by themselves they're okay really yeah, I don't oh, know. Okay. The Raisinette episode. <laughs> Number 56. Number 56 of the Big Ass Runner.
Well, Stephen, in this first segment, we thought we'd talk a little bit about something that I think people don't talk enough about related to trail running. And that is that trail running really involves quite a bit of strategy. Yeah, I think you're right, Jeff. A lot of times people think, oh, well, it's running. How hard could it be? Left, right, left, right. Lace them up and go. Lace them up and go. I do the same thing and I just happen to enjoy it. But I think you're right. There's a lot of strategy. And Jeff, we have a lot of people that are new to trail running that are listening to the podcast. And we have actually quite a few people who are maybe what would be considered a a traditional road runner that are either trying out trail running or actually converting into trail running. And then we have some people people that are been trail running for a while that are actually converting over to ultra running. So there's a whole different cornucopia uh, of people that are listening to the podcast. And so strategy, there's not a one size fits all because it depends on you. And then also the races you're you're planning on racing in. When I was thinking about this idea of of racing strategy or, or trail running strategy, I started just writing down all the things that you need to have a strategy about And the list is pretty long. So I wrote down training, nutrition, hydration, core strength, rest and recovery, mobility, stability, pre-race strategy, during-race strategy, post-race strategy. Like there's just a lot that goes into it. And you're right. I think based on the kind of race or, or run that you're training for, your strategy needs to be a little bit different. And we have, I think everyone knows, and if you're new to the show, you may not know, We have signed up for our very first 100K that's going to happen in February. Yeah, and that's going to be something different. We've always done 50Ks and longer races, but even though it's a longer race, it's a whole different strategy for training and stuff. And in fact, Jeff, we actually have one coming up in a couple of weeks that's something that's completely different that we've never done before as well, too. Yeah, I think the 100K, I'm sure if I'm going to be honest with myself, I started doing the math. I I can't remember when it starts. And my guess is we may run into the night Yep, because I think we're going to all try to run together, which means you and Timmy time have to slow down and run with me, <laughs> no. which probably means we'll run into the night. And we've never really run night races before. Yeah. So you had a great idea. So we actually are going to run a night race in a couple of weeks. So this is a race that you can do different loops, but basically, sorry, there's one loop, but you can do different quantities of them. And it's three miles out and three miles back. It's a loop. And then you do multiple versions of that. So we're actually going to be doing it three loops. So I think it's a total of like 18 plus miles. It's a 30K, I think. Yeah, 30K, but it's all at night. So the start time is like 8.30 p.m. And you just keep on going until you finish but obviously it's an out and back kind of thing so you can trade it off but it's all wearing your torch or your headlamp the whole entire time and so i've i've run with my light on before and sometimes early morning starts you kind of get one and you, you know you drop it off but this whole entire race all in the dark will be very interesting yeah it'll be good training again good strategy to think about well, I don't want the 100K to be the first time we've n- negotiated in the, in the <laughs> evening, in the night. Yeah. And it's because it's a whole different strategy. You can't just be careless. You got to look. You got to pay more attention. There's all kinds of different things. And Jeff, you've been doing heart rate training, which is a whole different methodology. And it's a different kind of practice to do, which is kind of intuitive that what you might think normally with running. Yeah. I thought, you know, we're doing the 100K in February. We're also going to do a marathon in December. And I just wanted to, Maybe take a step back and build that base. We talked about the base a couple of episodes ago. It's all about that base. But 
wanted to slow down to get faster. Mm -hmm. And so my strategy was, you know, and I read a lot about heart rate training because I would tend to run races and I could tell, you know, I'm out of breath and my heart rate's high. I'm a Clydesdale, so I rev pretty high. (laughs) And so I wanted to say, "How, how can I do this the right way? My strategy was, let's take a step back. Let's build that base. Let's do the heart rate training and it slows down. I mean, I'm doing 14 and if you look at my Strava, 14 and a half minute miles. But the strategy behind it is to build up slowly over time mm-hmm. so that when I do run at a faster pace, I'm not out of breath. Right. I'm, was it anaerobic or aerobic? I always forget which one is which. I think anaerobic. Anaerobic, right. Yeah. You don't want to be out of breath where you're burning carbs. You're actually burning fat for fuel. So yeah, a lot of strategy going in. When you, when you sign up for 100K, you think about strategy a little bit differently. Yeah. I know I've been doing something similar, not heart rate training, but just training for scenarios or situations and stuff. And so right now it's August in Texas and it's the hottest month, you know, usually people think, oh, you kind of cool off, but not in Texas. Not in August. Yeah. And so in, in this year, it's been unseasonably humid. So you might go outside and run and you think it's 90 degrees, which isn't that crazy for Texas, but with the humidity, it can feel like 104. I normally try to run in the mornings. Usually Jeff, when you and I run and Timmy time, we're usually up at 6.30, somewhere they're running. But I've been running out in the heat on purpose, starting to bring some water like we talked about in last episode. But if you don't train for that or you don't have that intentionality or that strategy, then when you get some of these races and let's say it's a humid day or it's really hot or whatever, then you tend to just kind of collapse or fold, you know, in your mind or in your training. So trying different things and trying with scenarios and different strategies is really important no matter where you are in your running journey. And Steven, I think your idea was to run this 100K. You said, hey, we can hike it. We can run it. Let's just, let's do it. Let's get prepared and let's train for it. Right. So our strategy for during the race is probably a lot different than our strategy would be for a shorter race. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially when you're going for that kind of mileage, you really have to think about all those things like clothes and nutrition and all those kinds of things. So, hike, you know, we, we've never hiked or really run with poles before. So we're going to have to try that out because we're going to need to have that for the 100K, I'd imagine. Is that like running with scissors? I mean, I don't know. Is that a good idea? <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> I did run across an article that's in Runner's World magazine that caught my eye because the title was Walking the Uphills, aka Power Hiking. While trail running is totally okay. It, it came out in August 5th, just, just this month, 2021. It's by Ashley Mateo. And she says she has a confession to make. When she first moved to Colorado two years ago and started trail running, she would pause her watch every time she walked. I didn't want my final time, the time I shared on social media, to reflect <laughs> how much I wasn't actually running. Finally, a friend called me out and said pace wasn't the point, a.k.a. walking or power hiking was part of trail running. And by stopping my watch, I wasn't really embracing the spirit of the sport. I think that is exactly right. Yeah. And that's that's interesting because we talk a lot, Jeff, about the difference between road running and trail racing. And we've always maintained that it's more about the journey than the destination And when you're trying to be concerned about what it shows on Strava, it's just two different things completely. You you can't compare your mile pacage on a road to trail. So these longer races, even you see pros, they do some hiking. I think there's a couple of people I follow on social media and they're elite athletes and they do power hike up hills sometimes. And 
run perfectly good races. So I think it's easy to think, oh, well, we're just running all the time, but it's really not the case. And I think that's the first question I get. I don't know if you get this too, Stephen. When you tell someone you're doing a 50K or 100K, they're like, <laughs> do you run the whole time? Right. It's always the first question. Right. I said, no, I mean, you, you don't run the whole time, especially for anything over probably a half marathon or a marathon. You know, an ultra race, a trail race, you you don't run the whole time. You stop for aid stations, certainly. Right. And I think the reason this article caught my eye, I think a lot of people think, well, you got to run the uphills too or you're not really running. Actually, and she talks about this, power hiking up a hill is strategic because you can blow your legs out really early in 100K and you're not going to finish it by thinking you got to run up a hill. So it's almost like you need that permission, that freedom to say, Power hacking up a hill is the right decision on this particular race. Right. Yeah. Jeff, a couple of years ago, a whole bunch of us, we all ran Bandera together. And many of you guys heard on the podcast, Scott, he's comes on a lot and talks about wisdom and he's recovering from some knee surgeries, but his sister ran with us one time and Jeff, she does something very interesting at the beginning of every race. That's completely different that again, would seem the complete opposite of what you'd think normally to do. Yeah. She, her, her name's Beth and she walks the first mile. <laughs> and they're cool. And when I heard that, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to blow her away. <laughs> She's walking the first mile. You know what, Steven, she passed me on mile 12 and I never saw her <laughs> again. She was gone. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it again, I'm not saying this is everybody's strategy, but early morning, it's just one mile out of 32. <laughs> get the body warmed up. You kind of relax, prepare, let some of the rabbits get out of the way, like figuratively and the fast pacers and stuff, and just kind of get your body ready to go. And you, to your point, Jeff, she just becomes consistent. I mean, just the whole entire time. So same thing with power hiking or walking up the hills. There is a strategy to it. And it's not laziness. It doesn't mean that you're a lesser trail runner. It's like, heck, you're out there, you're doing it. That should be good enough. Absolutely. And Ashley ends her article, and I do recommend reading. I think it's a really good article. She says, deployed correctly, power hiking can be a strategic tool smart trail runners use to maximize their efficiency. The quote here from one of the runners that she quoted says, power hiking shifts which muscles you're using, which can give those that are fatigued a break. It'll also drop your heart rate. Don't I know that's important. And you're trying to save a little bit of energy for the tougher parts of the runs. So shift to a hike. So it's just a smart, strategic way to gain some efficiencies to use different muscles and not blow out other ones as well. Yeah. Well, really good advice. And I think the takeaway is like we were saying at the very beginning of this segment is all kinds of different runners that are out there. One, I think Jeff is give yourself permission to be yourself, to listen to your body. Don't compare yourself. If you see somebody running up a hill versus walking it up a hill, like you run your race, but there are different strategies that you really need to employ. Yeah. And I think that's, again, what we love about this podcast, we can explore all those different things and I think that's what's great about trail running is that depending on what the run is, depending on how you feel, depending on the length, the heat, the conditions, you can alter your strategy to get the best results. So that's what one thing I love about trail running. Yeah. I think the last point I would make too, Jeff, is just like try different things. I think that's really important. Like try heat training. If it's not for you, then don't do it, or at least don't do it all the time or try walking up a hill. I think getting stuck in a rut and doing the same thing that may be effective, but you might want to try different strategies and see if they work better for you than just the strategy that you know. And one thing I'm going to do, Stephen, as we're training for this 100K, because we run out at this park called Irwin Park a lot, 
is treat my car, my truck, like an aid station mm-hmm. and run part of it as far as I think the next aid station would be. Eat some of the things I'll be eating at the aid station and keep going. And that way my body will get used to it. I'll know what sits well with me, what doesn't. And you, again, you don't want to, unlike Timmy time, Timmy time will take a brand new pair of shoes and go run a 50K. <laughs> unlike Timmy time, you usually don't want to try something for the first time on a big ultra race. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think getting comfortable with who you are and how you race and what your strategies are is probably the most important thing. Well, all these things are why we, Stephen and I both love trail racing. So Stephen, that is the strategy of trail racing. Well, Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. The herd. Who do we have this week? So, Jeff, this week we have Jason Aldridge. He goes by J-A-Y-C-I-N-71 on Instagram. And Jason's a really cool guy. He's a new listener to the Big Ass Runner podcast. I think, Jeff, maybe he binge-watched all the episodes. Yeah, he sent us a note about two weeks ago and said, Hey, just discovered the podcast. I'm going to go back and listen to all 54 episodes. (laughs) And he messaged us two weeks later and said, I did it. I've caught up. And so... Man, kudos to you, Jason, for having to listen to me and Steven for that much in a two-week period of time. Yeah, no, he's amazing. Really appreciate him. And what I really like about him is he's a husband, father. He's 50 years old, but I love what he puts on his Instagram. He's running to live a longer life for his family and to find a better version of himself. So that's really cool. And it's nice to kind of see why different people run. Last thing I'll say about him is that he is sporting Jeff, the nicest Bob Ross air freshener in his car. What? I have ever seen. So That's fantastic. I don't know if it smells like oil paints or whatnot or hairspray, but it smells like hair like uh, yeah, hairspray, exactly. Yeah, like maybe a little bit of Aquanet. But anyway, thanks again, Jason. And we just wanted to give you a shout out and kudos for just an amazing job that you're doing out there. Yeah, and he just turned 50, I think, a couple of weeks ago, Stephen. So big happy birthday, big milestone birthday. Thanks so much, Jason, for listening. Way to go, Jason. Hey, Steven. Hey, Jeff. You know what time it is? Uh, what time is it? It's Timmy time. Yeah. Tim Bazer is What's back. What's up, fellas? What's going on, Timmy time? Not much, man. Just uh, kind of running. It's pretty hot. It is hot. Yeah, it is. But still enjoying time. Summer was good. It's about yeah. to be over. I know. Dude, you're... F- Flow, your hair is just fantastic. Well, I appreciate that. It is nice. Yeah, it's like a whole new flow. Yeah, I learned a new secret. What? Don't wash it. Oh, and no really? product. Really? Yeah, it stinks, but it's all natural. It looks good. <laughs> it does look good. The natural sheen of the oil comes out on the hair. I like it. Yeah, especially after like a long run. Yeah, yeah. Well, I off. mean, when you're out in the lake too, you just jump in, and then mm-hmm. it's practically washed. Yeah. yeah, check out our Instagram. You can see a recent picture of Timmy Time with the hot sauce from a few weeks ago. And his hair, 
just looks fantastic. Yeah, it's flowing and going for yeah. sure. Speaking of that hot sauce episode, I don't know if you guys all listened to it, but it was fine during it. Two days later, not very well. I heard about this. You you were driving to the lake yeah. the next day and had a little bit of an emergency. Yeah, it was about 24 hours later. <laughs> the hot sauce re- made a, made an appearance. Yeah, it won. <laughs> yeah. If you want to know, you know how there's like radioactive afterlife. If you want to know what the half-life of hot sauce Mm-hmm. 24, 24 hours. So I don't recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't sound pleasant. No, no, no. It was fun, though. <laughs> well, we appreciate yeah. the sacrifice. Tim literally put your body on the through. line. Yeah. You yeah. put your body in line. Yeah. For you're this. welcome, America. <laughs> yeah, so if you're new to the show, Timmy, Tom, and I have been friends for a long time. We've been running for a long time together. We did our first 50K together back in the day. And we would go on these long trips. We love road trips. We'd go on these road trips and we would jam out to all kinds of music. We both have very similar tastes in music, even though I'm so much older than you. So much older. And we would rock out. And then Steven started going on trips with us as well. And he would have a question mark over his head when the songs came on. He had no idea. What was going on? Yeah, I wasn't even sure what those dials were for on a car. <laughs> so that was an educational experience in itself. And then once you turn them, like things came out of the like sounds and stuff. And Sound then, waves and things. Yeah. And then you turn the other dial and then you actually hear different varieties of those sounds. So yeah, that was a whole new experience. And then to see all of you guys knowing the lyrics and singing the songs, it was quite an education. Yeah. So You know what the funny thing about that is? What? Jeff Harrell can really sing. Timmy Time cannot sing, but I will sing my heart out. I know. That's what we love about you, Timmy Time. Super loud and proud. That's what we love about you. Well, and if you've listened to Timmy Time episodes in the past, what we used to do, and what we probably will still do in the future, is Timmy Time will sing a song, and then Stephen will try to guess the artist. Yep. With varying levels of success. Yeah, sometimes um, it's a big old goose egg, a big old nothing burger Mm -hmm. just sitting out there. And then last couple of times, I think because I've been working on Orange Theory, they play music all the time. I think it's osmosis. I think it's somehow just sinking into my head because it's not like I'm listening to the radio when I'm driving around. You've gotten a couple of them just from the hints. Yeah, and that's completely just random. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm just feeling it from you guys. I think it's like ESPN. It's just coming to my head. So I don't know what it is. So Well, one thing we noticed like is... Like Sports Center ESPN? One thing we noticed is Stephen would always reference movies. And like he's got this black hole of music, but he seems really knowledgeable about movies. And that didn't quite sync up with us. Yeah. So I can we, I can explain that too. Okay, let's hear. My neighbors had cable. Oh, and I did not. Sneak. And I would sneak over to the neighbor's house and watch cable movies. Yeah, like the appropriate kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we and just clarify that. Mom and pop print are now just finding out about. Yeah. This. So yeah, self discovery confession live on air. Yeah, so that's why the movies are a little bit higher from the '80s than necessarily the yeah. the music was. Well, we tested that theory last time Timmy Time was here, and Stephen, you did quite well. Yeah. What we did is we set up a little bit of a movie description, didn't give it away, and then Timmy Time will read a line. The first line is a little bit more random, a little bit harder to get. The second one, you know, a little bit more familiar. And the third one tends to be a little bit more familiar line from the movie. And you got them all last time. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Remember that old show, Name That Tune? It's kind of that kind of thing. Like I can name that. Yeah. But with movies, exactly. It was so successful. We heard (laughs) from so many people that loved that episode. And we had a theme that time as well. 
we had the theme is the hot episode. Remember, yeah. we, were the, <laughs> we were the doldrums of summer. We still are. And Timmy time had to eat hot sauce first and then do the lines from the movie. But we got such good feedback that we thought we'd bring it back again. And so what I did is I put the question out on social media to all the big S runner herd and said, what movie would you like Timmy time to do lines from? Nice. I heard from so many people. Really? My apologies to everyone because I couldn't get them all. There were so many. So I did a random draw. One got more than one vote. So I picked that one. Right. And then I did a random draw for the other four. So if I didn't pick yours, I'm so sorry. There were so many great recommendations. So we've picked five movies. Ooh. And I'm going to set it up a little bit. Timmy Time is going to do the line. If there's two people in the dialogue, I'll be the other person. A duet. A duet. Oh, a duet. Yeah. We should sing a duet. Uh-huh. That would be so funny. <laughs> okay. You well, ready? Is there any kind of food component to this at all? Thanks or? for saying that, Stephen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we talked about in the open, we talked about movie candy. Yeah. Oh. And how there's candy involved. Oh, Tim can- is, Tim's going to love this. I want candy. <laughs> 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 well, Timmy Time is a candy connoisseur. He is. He is like the expert on this, especially on road trips. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Timmy like Time, candy. you were not here for the open, but my contention was candy's gotten tricked up. And especially for the Gen Z crowd out there, mm-hmm. the younger crowd, they love the tricked up candy. But then I found out you like the tricked up candy. I do, man. I like all candy. Okay. All candy. <laughs> He's an equal opportunity candy kind of guy. So I selected five different rando tricked up candies. As long as there's not dark chocolate. That's nope. terrible. Nope. Unless it's covered in caramel and sea salt. Okay, well, <laughs> so you're going to try one of these. You're going to give us your opinion on it, and then we're going to do a movie. So it's like having candy, movie candy, with the movie. All right, sounds good. Sounds I love good. It. Yep. So this very first candy, what's it going to be? Time you got. Oh, here it is. We're going to do Sour Pet. This is the one my daughter ordered for the movies that we did. Sour Patch Kids Watermelon. Mm, I've had those. Well, you're about to try one. So go ahead and and give that a whirl while I set up the first movie. So, Steve, you guys want one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll take one. Oh, yeah. They they actually look like watermelon slices. They do, but they don't taste like watermelon. Really? Why? That's that's false. They taste like heaven. Maybe they taste like Sour Patch Kids. (laughs) No, the regular Sour Patch Kids taste different. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Oh. Well, this first movie, upon its release, it received generally mixed reviews from critics, but many particularly praised the action sequences and acting performances. Four weeks after its release, the number of theaters showing this increased by 45%. 45? Wow. That was verified by the data scientists. Wow. Yes. Despite its initial mixed Reaction: The film was a huge commercial hit, grossing 356 million against a budget of only 15 million. What? Can you believe that? And the film maintained its popularity over the years and earned an IMAX 3D re-release in 2013. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this one. Mm -hmm. So first, before we get to the lines, Timmy Tom, how's that watermelon sour? What was that? Sour Patch Kids watermelon. Sour Patch Kids watermelon. They have strawberry. Okay. As well, but okay. the watermelons are really good. On a yeah. in a badass candy scale of one to five, what would you give it? Four. Ooh, four out of five. Mm-hmm. Okay, They're good. Wow. I like them better than the regular. Okay, so sour patch watermelon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right; they don't taste anything like watermelon. Nothing at all. You know what else doesn't like? If you ever get grape candy, it never tastes like grapes. It tastes like it tastes like purple. 
Tastes like kids' cough syrup. <laughs> it's like purple. <laughs> All right, you ready for this first I'm, movie? I'm ready to Steven, go. Steven, yep. buckled right. in. I'm, I'm buckled in. I'm Timmy focused. Time is all warmed up. He's got his candy going, so the saliva is working. What's this first line? Here we go. Line number one of this movie. I can see it's dangerous for you, but if the government trusts me, maybe you could. Steven, what do you think? Ooh. Mm, I'm going to say Spies Like Us. No, that is incorrect. So before I was downstairs talking to MB, Uh before she came up and did the interview, and she got that off that line. Really? I was very surprised. Yeah, I think a lot of people just got that. Yeah. I really do. I think some listeners got that. Yeah, I don't don't think I got that at all. Yeah. Well, obviously you didn't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's, I'm surprised. Okay, I'm ready to go for the second one. All right, second line, Timmy Time. Remember, boys, no points for second place. Steven has a confused look on his face. It's like eating candy that says watermelon but doesn't taste like watermelon. <laughs> I'm really confused by this whole thing. There's no points for second place. This is an action movie? Mm-hmm. Remember, boys, no points for second place. No points for second place. I like how Jeff's already queuing up the buzzer. Yeah, yeah. Well, only because he looks so confused. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to say no points for second place. Is this like one of those superhero movies, uh, like the Avengers? Not the Avengers. Not the Avengers. Okay. All right. Line number three. I think you're going to get it, though, Stephen, with this one. Okay. That was some of the best flying I've ever seen to date, right up to the part where you got killed. Oh, I know this one is now. Oh, I should have gotten that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say this is Top Gun. Yes. Nicely done. Yes, I nicely had an done. extra one that I wrote in myself uh, just in case you didn't get it. Was Take me to bed or lose me forever. <laughs> Goose. Goose. Yeah. Stud. Goose, you big stud. <laughs> oh, so well done, Stephen. Well done. Those first two were hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, you know, I should have gotten those. It's easy when I'm sitting here looking at the name of the movie. That's true. <laughs> to know what it is. But when you don't know it, it's, it's hard. Uh, yeah. I, I took my parents to that movie, and it was a really embarrassing time. I won't explain why, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going to dive into the Take second. <laughs> Here we go. That scene? No, oh. no, no. Yeah. Okay. It was that you lost that loving feeling. Oh, that was bad. Oh, yeah. All right, Timmy Time, what's the second candy we're going to have here? We're going to have this one? All right. Let's, let's do, see. Let's do uh, this one. Let's do this one. Okay. This is Airhead, Airhead's Bites, mm-hmm. original fruit. Yep. Have you ever had them? I have. Airhead Bites. They're good. They're covered in uh, like a candy coating. Okay. And then chewy. They are tricked up. I can tell you that. Not much. only does he know about them, he knows the texture and do they have multiple flavors? They should. Sometimes they come in all white. Uh huh. But this one. He's opening it up. While he does that, Stephen. Multiple. Oh, I'm going to talk about the movie. You ready for this? I'm ready. This film, this next movie, was first released in the United States back in the 80s. So this is an 80s movie. Get a little more information on this one. Okay. It was well received by critics at the time, but was only a modest box office success. Over time, the film has become a cult classic. It is number 50 on Bravo's 100 Funniest Movies. Ooh, a funny 80s movie. Okay, here we go. Let's give you some good. Now, let's talk about this candy again. What is this called? This is called Airhead Bites. They get a one. Really? Mm -mm. This is the one Landon wanted. Yeah, Landon's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) This tastes like baby aspirin. Yeah. 
It, really? I mean, I'm gonna have to try it now. Yeah, it, that's like really hard fat Skittles that that are covered in gum. Yeah, it's like chewing a piece of gum, like yeah. old gum. Um, yeah, the kind you get in a baseball card, but yeah. it tastes like baby aspirin. So Airheads originally came out in like long strips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were super chewy and good and real lightweight. And they yeah. were delicious. I don't know why they changed them. Well, they have those still. Okay, those these are, are they just have to make these tricked up versions of yeah. them to Air, sell more. Airhead bites. It's almost like the superhero movies. They make another tricked up version of it mm-hmm. and everyone has to go see it. You love superhero movies too. I like taking naps during it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good set. Oh, you said one out of a scale of one to five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a fan of those. All right. Okay. So, so far, Sour Patch Kids, four out of five. Mm-hmm. Airhead bites. They bite and yeah, they, bite. Uh, they bite hard and uh, they're just, gone. Mm-hmm. Jeff Give those to Lando. Jeff just took them off the table, literally. I did. Okay. I want to put them in order so we can remember. Okay. All right, All right you line number one. Here we go. My way isn't very sportsmanlike. That sounds like Forrest Gump. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be. But I know it's not. My way isn't very in the eighties comedy. My way isn't very sportsmanlike. Ah, uh, yeah, Beverly Little Hills Cop. Yes. Mm, <laughs> sorry, I have no idea. I'm gonna need some. I'm gonna need some more information. All right, you missed line number one. Now, line number two has a little dialogue. Timmy, time. Do you want me to do the first one or the second one? Uh, go ahead and do the first. Okay. See what your accent's like. Okay. Here you go. Ready, Stephen? I'm ready. I do not think you would accept my help, since I am only waiting around to kill you. Well, that does put a damper on our relationship. Uh huh. I think it, he knows what this one is. So it's not Forrest Gump. I think it's really inconceivable for me to figure this oh. one out. So, um, I think it's going to be Princess Bride. That yes. is correct. Yes. 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 Inconceivable. Yes. That's a good one. I had another one I wrote in here. Yeah. As you wish. It's hard to find lines um, from that movie that I knew you wouldn't get right away. Yeah. Right. That was really difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should stop the rhyming Very right quotable. now. Yes. I mean, do we want to do the last one just for fun? Yeah. Do you want to be Miracle Max or sure. do you want to be Inigo Matoya? <laughs> I'll be Miracle because you did a really okay. good accent. That was really good. Oh, thank okay. you. Yeah. He's only mostly dead. If he were all dead, there's only one thing we could do. And what was that? Go through his pockets and look for loose change. <laughs> well done, Timmy Time. Very nice. Well done. Well, yes. good job, Stephen. You, you've nailed them both. You're two for two. You think it'll work? Huh? It would be a miracle. <laughs> I almost picked that line. Oh, okay. I almost did. Oh, I, was trying to, I was trying to tee you up there on that I one. Gonna, I dropped the ball. Okay. Oh, so now we have redemption for Airheads. Yes, we have Airheads Extremes. And my wife wanted to point out, she's an English major. Uh-huh. These are kick-ass because they expelled Extremes with an X. Dreams. And yes. they made up a, their own word, she pointed out, sourfuls. Sourfuls. That's not even a word that they made it up. That's how awesome this mm-hmm. candy is. Okay, so Airhead is getting their second chance. They're getting their second chance. Right. This is a different version. While he does that, I will and tee I up the next. I have never had these. What? Oh, wow, this is a the, first. The virgin we are, reaction. Uh, right, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, ready for, uh, you ready for movie number three as Stephen uh, blushes over there? Yeah. Oh, that's getting hot in here. Okay, yes. well, this movie was released by Hollywood Pictures in a theatrical wide release in the United States back in the 90s. Okay. Grossing 56.5 million in domestic ticket sales. The film was a financial success and for this particular 
genre ranks very high on the list of highest grossing films since 1979. In fact, Stephen, critical reception was generally positive and the lead performer's performance uh-huh. received critical acclaim. The film has become a classic since its release. Wow. There's a lot of information right there that gives you no clue what it is. Yeah. You know, also is a high grossing thing. Yeah. These airhead extremes. No good. They're gross. Really? Yeah, it tastes like licorice. That's like <laughs> you might have had a bad sour. flavor. No, that's not sour. Yeah, they redeem themselves. Uh, really? Anytime I like some. Oh yeah, way better than. Give the, us your uh, score on this one, Timmy. Yeah, strong three. Really? Yeah, because they're okay. sour. Okay. They do have that little gooey in the what, middle. What is that? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm sure it's all natural. Yeah, <laughs> totally. These have no sugar in them yeah. at all. No, this no is, sugar. This is top grossing so for sugar well. high right now. <laughs> So this is Airhead Extremes, spell with an X, Sourfuls, Timmy Time, you give it a strong three. Yeah. Okay. Yep, I like those. Now for the movies, now mixing for the that movie. with popcorn? No. No. no you no, got no. to go Milk Duds with you gotta popcorn. You got to go Milk Duds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I, to me, you'd be appreciated with this. I took my daughter a movie this other weekend, and I taught her about but- butter fracking. Oh, the straw? Yeah. So we did complete butter fracking on our, we got a big tub. Yeah. So showed her your ways. So, no, hang on a second, Stephen, because I tried to do it too. Uh huh. But they didn't have the butter because of COVID. There was no butter. Did you have COVID? I mean, you had butter at your place? No COVID or no COVID <laughs> butter. So, yes. The, they had free flowing butter. Free flowing. Oh, my gosh. All skate. Anybody could lick it. Um, <laughs> butter. I mean, I, can, I put my head under the yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then yeah. Timmy, so. time explain butter fracking for everybody. Okay, so you take your bucket of popcorn. <laughs> yep. You take your straw. Yep. Before you use it, you drop it in the middle of the popcorn. Yep. Bucket, straight down. Straight down, and then you line up the butter, the self pour, and you drip it right down the straw. So it goes all the way to and the you, bottom. And you slowly raise. And you slowly raise it up so it gets it all even. Because oh, you can ask them to like butter the bottom, middle, top. But they they're too busy. Yeah, they don't do it right. Well, well, they're they're high school kids. They don't even butter anymore. Like you got to self you got to self butter. We digress a little bit. This is movie number three. You ready for this, Stephen? These are short ones. Yeah, hold on. Get ready. I gotta choke down this thing. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I switched up. Do you have the lines over there? Yeah. I switched up two for one. Okay. That's like a that's that's one first because it's harder. I think. Uh, Totally. That sounds like a special two for one. Let's Mm -hmm. go. All right. I want your blood and I want your soul. Steven, what would that be? I want my blood and my soul. <laughs> nope, I'm taking it. You said two for one. <laughs> wow, blood and soul. I'm going to say that uh, that is that movie with Keith or Sutherland where they're all Draculas as kids. That was a good movie. Lost Boys. Oh. Not a bad guess. Not a bad guess, but that is incorrect. Oh, okay. Plus you said 90s, right? I did say 90s. Oh, I can't damn. remember when Lost Souls was. Was okay. that later Probably than Probably 80s. That? Really? Yeah, would, would, yeah could know. be. Okay. All right, line number two. Timmy time. You're a daisy if you do. Stephen has a confused look on his face. Is this tombstone? Oh, my gosh. Ooh, out of the blue. It just came to me. I think, I think it's, it sounds like a tombstone. I love that movie. Okay, so what's the, you think, the famous line? Um, oh, hold on. Uh, is that the one where he's making fun of the guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what does he say in that? I'm your huckleberry. Oh, yeah. I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> Have you guys ever had huckleberries? Delicious. They are so good. They're so good. <laughs> yeah. They should be more prominent. Yeah, they should be. They should but put them they, in I think airheads. they only grow up north. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. share the wealth up north. <laughs> I had a huckleberry ice cream sandwich it's in Montana. Delicious. What? what? Mind so blowing. delicious. Uh-huh. 
All right, what's our next candy? Actually, I had like three of them. <laughs> I was going to say, did you just have one? I don't think so. So that's pretty good. Tombstone, I mean, that was a good giveaway. Yes, good job, by the way, uh, Stephen. You got it pretty quickly. The first one was hard. Yeah, that was that was very hard. Timmy Town, that was a good switch. You were right about that. Thanks. All right, so these next ones are called Trolley Sourbite Crawlers. Zero. <laughs> he hasn't even, he hasn't hasn't even yet. opened them I yet. I have had these. You still got to try them. I it. will try them, but they are a zero. Wow, for coming from you, that says a lot, because you like pretty much anything. I do. Yeah, I you'll, mean, I'll eat them. He'll eat anything. Of course. Oh, I'll eat them, <laughs> but they're a zero. All right, while he's opening that, I will set up this next movie. You ready for this, Steven? <laughs> you can't get it open. That's why they're a zero. <laughs> Child-proof. No, nobody's even had their child. You're not a child. Well, sometimes I ask Marcy. Yeah, he's a child. All right, Jeff. This movie up. received generally positive reviews. <laughs> On Rotten Tomatoes, this film holds a rating of 86%. On Rotten Tomatoes, it says that the this is a deft comedy interplay between two people help elevate this movie from its prescriptive script into a sharp, hilarious, funny comedy. So you got a little hint there, Stephen. It's a comedy. Okay. All right. This film has a score of 68 out of 100 based on reviews. And audiences polled said that they would give this film a grade of A- minus on a scale of A plus to F. Not bad. All right. So you got a whole lot of nothing on those hints. I was going to say, that was absolutely worthless on the hints. But that's okay. You know, it's a comedy. Yeah. Hang on one second. I need to make an apology uh-huh. to Trolley Sourbite Crawlers. Yeah. I thought these were the ones that were covered in candy. Oh, yeah? No? And they are terrible. These are good. They're like Sour Patch Worms. Okay. These are called Sour Bite... bite cr- oh, no, Craw- wait. Sour Bright... Bright. Crawlers. Yeah. So just so the description on this one, they are little earthworms yeah. that have half of their head or their butt, depending on how you look at it, covered in, in really brightly covered colors and opposite colors on each end. Mm-hmm. And they're covered in glitter. Basically, yeah, they're just covered in sugar and they're delicious. They are pretty good. I just tried. Yeah, yeah, they're good. So I do want to apologize to them. So mm-hmm. one to five on on badassery. That's probably a four. Another four. Mm-hmm. Okay, you tied. Yep. yep. Tied with the watermelon. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready for this? Now I think these all have dialogue. So just tell me, Timmy, time. Which one do you want me to play? Um, you go first. I go first. Oh, you want me to? You be the okay. You're I doing. I want to hear it too. You're, you're doing the middle one. Yep. I want to hear the accent. Okay, you ready, Stephen? I'm ready. Nothing. You stick out like a sore thumb around here. Me? What about you? I fit in better than you. At least I'm wearing cowboy boots. This sounds a lot like Grease. Because <laughs> he <laughs> sounds like a lot like Josh Walton. <laughs> I can't you stick out like a sore thumb or something. Uh, it's, it's either like Andrew Dice Clay meets John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> I fit in better than you or something. <laughs> You got some kind of idea, something? Hey, Sandy. Um, uh, Sandy. Um, no, it is not Greece. Was that your guess? Yeah, yes, sure. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. But not, I mean, you didn't have a lot to go on, let's right. be honest. No. I think the accents were throwing me off a little bit. The accent was fantastic. Okay. All right, you ready? Okay, I'll, I'll you get want... the first one, you get the second okay. one. Okay. Objection, Your Honor. Counsel's entire opening statement is an argument. Objection sustained. Counsel's entire opening statement, with the exception of thank you, will be stricken from the record. Is this a few good men? No. 
What did you, what did you guess? <laughs> a Few Good Men. Is that a comedy? That was a great movie. That was a good movie. Oh, yeah. it's not a comedy. That's right. I'm guessing comedy. That was the guy with, who golfs, right? The famous golfer? Um, Won all those PGAs? What? No. Jack what? Nichols? <laughs> not Jack, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> no, everybody. Oh, knows. my gosh. Jack you can't Nichols. handle the truth. You can't, <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> All right, so you the, you're, you're down to line. the last one, okay. Stephen. You're down to the last one. All right, okay, I'm you're ready. doing the second line. I'm doing the second one? Same okay. John Travolta okay. voice. <laughs> do, I'll do it in John Travolta voice. Did you say utes? Yeah, I said utes or something. What is a ute? Oh, excuse me, Your Honor. The two youths. <laughs> Stephen does not look like he knows it. I have no... All I can picture is John Travolta <laughs> in like some kind of courtroom. I can't get it out of my head. It is a courtroom movie. It's a comedy courtroom? Yeah. Yeah. Is it Night Court? No. Cool, though. That was Wow, Stephen, this is the first one he's not gotten after okay, three Okay, what's another? Uh, grits. The Mahomedy Grits. What's a grit? Mahomedy Grits. You must not have seen this movie. I have no idea. It's my cut. My cousin Vinny. My cousin oh, good Vinny. Good job. Hey, you got it. I've That's never good. seen the movie. Oh well. Um, it's good. You should see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It would help the show. Yeah. It would. <laughs> well, we have learned because that's a pretty popular movie. Yeah, yeah it there is. There is a little bit of a hole mm-hmm. yeah. in the movie watching. And yeah. I can now I see where the John Travolta voice is coming in. So it was the, it was the what's his name? Um, is Vinny. it Vinny? No, but what's the actor? Joe, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to get the Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. I think this is John Travolta thing to me off, yeah. All right, we're on our last. I just want to interrupt. This reminds me of one of our road trips right now. (laughs) Yeah, it pretty much is our road trip. Yeah, Yeah, it's fun. It's a peek behind the curtain, so to speak. All right, our last candy is Sour Punch Strawberry Straw. Have you had these before, Timmy Tom? I have. They come in red, blue, and I believe green. Okay. These are strawberries. Yep. Strawberries good. So red probably. I like the long And it's punch, right? Like like you punch yourself. Punch. Okay. Yep. Let me set it up while he's he's (laughs) digging into these these straws there. This self I can't even say this word, reflexivity, unconventional structure, and extensive homage and Pistache have led critics to describe this movie as a touchstone of postmodern film. It is often considered a cultural watershed influencing films and other media that adopted elements of its style. The cast was also widely praised and in 2008 was named the best film since 1983. And it has appeared on many critics lists of the greatest films of all time. Wow. Hello. 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 Speaking These are some of the best candies of all time. Really? This, okay, is this, this going to five? Probably. Yeah, I have I to say, so. this is... Got, time is mowing through these. Oh, my gosh. First of all, bread. yeah, they're really long and sticky, but they're so flavorful. Yeah, and ch- and soft. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like... um, It's like they came right out of the oven. Yeah, they just, they're just like... Just they melting, are good. Melting in my mouth. It's like, I think these are the kids' favorite. I know they're one of Charlie's. All right. What's the negative is it's very sticky, though. Super sticky. It's like I'm eating a chameleon's tongue, but it tastes delicious. It's like you're eating a bowl of sugar. Yeah, but in a long tongue format. Mm-hmm. You can leave those on the table. Yeah, yeah, they're good. <laughs> well, they <they're laughs> like these. Yeah, that's the top. Yeah. Okay. That's the cat's meow. Okay, let's. I'm, I'm ready for this one. 
All right. I, got, I don't even know <laughs> if I can. I think the paper is going to stick to my fingers. Yeah, those are very sticky. All right. This first one is just a single line, Stephen. Get ready. I'm ready. Well, if my answer frightens you, then you just cease, cease asking scary questions. Hmm. Best movie of all time. If my answer frightens you, then you should cease asking scary questions. Pulp Fiction. Wow. How did you know? <laughs> Dang, that's pretty good. It was because of my accent. It was dude. the accent. That was like Christopher Walken was in. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic, Timmy Time. You know what? No. I've never seen Pulp Fiction, though. Really? I haven't. And how, you how did you know? I didn't. I've seen, I, I told you before, I watched the trailers. Yeah. And so I, th- I feel it. like, yeah. I, th- yeah. I really knew that Christopher Walken was in it. And I'm like, that sounds like you're serious. I'm, I did it I'm downstairs dead for MB. And she was like, what are you like, Fred Flintstone? What, <laughs> what, what voice are you doing? I was like, well, that's not supposed to be perfect. It's not supposed to be perfect. Let's Tyler. do the other lines just to have fun. Let's do okay. the other lines. You do the next one. Uh, next one. Mm-hmm. The dog's got personality. Personality goes a long way. Do it like John Travolta. So a dog, the dog's got personality or something. Personality goes a long way or something. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. All right, we can do the next one. I'll do the next one in John okay. Travolta. Ready? Okay. okay, this is the next line, Stephen. Ready okay. for this? Want some bacon or something? Nah, man. I don't eat pork. Why not? Pigs are filthy animals. I didn't eat filthy animals. Bacon tastes good. Pork chops taste good. Hey, man, sewer rat may taste like pumpkin pie, but I'd never know because I wouldn't eat those filthy <laughs> Pigs sleep in their root <laughs> That's a filthy <laughs> I don't eat nothing. They ain't going to get nothing since. <laughs> <laughs> how, about a, uh, how about a dog or something? Seeing he has a dog, dogs eat their own feces. I don't eat dog either. There you go, Steven. <laughs> Nice job. I have to say congratulations. Oh, I think I would have gotten it on that one. I can't believe you got the first line. That was good. Tell Marcy that your Christopher Walken is just spot on. I think, spot I think on. you need to tell her that. <laughs> okay. I will go down after. Yeah, I'll, I'll go down and let her know afterwards. Well, good job, Stephen. You got four out of five. Yeah, a little redemption. You, know, so. you did not see one movie, so that's hard to get. Yeah, two of them, but that's all right. That's true. Two, yeah. And you got one that you didn't see. Yeah. The candy Timmy time. Run it down real oh, quick. Yeah. The best one. Sour Punch. Straws, strawberry. And then in second place was the Sour Patch Kids Watermelon. watermelon. What was in third place? The uh, Sour Bite Crawlers. Sour Bright. That was tied with the other airheads, right? Yes. And in last place, Landon's favorite candy, the airhead Bites. You know why? Because they bite. They, bite. They, they do bite. They bite. <laughs> they were, they're descriptive. They bite. They are descriptive. Well, with that, that is Timmy time. Great job, Tim. Your reward is to take the candy home.
Well, Stephen, believe it or not, episode number 56 is in the books. Nice work, Jeff. Oh, what a great episode. I really like that segment we did about just strategies. I think it's, it's a really important reminder for people to, to think about what's what's a good strategy for them, and then that may be unique to somebody else. So I thought that was really special, and hopefully people can listen to that part of it and, and take it to heart. Yes, and I have a lot of energy because we just ate a lot of candy with Jimmy time. <laughs> and I've got a, I have got I don't eat candy that much except at the movies, and so I'm, a little, I'm feeling a lot of energy right now. Yeah, I think we're going to crash here in about a few few minutes for sure, so. Yes, and congratulations to Jason who binge listened to 50-something episodes in two weeks and turned 50. We hope we didn't add any gray hairs to you, but thanks for listening and for being a new listener and uh, for doing all the great things that you're doing out in Cheyenne. Yeah, and thanks, Jennifer, for doing the introduction. Really appreciate that. Not too far away from us in the great state of Texas in Dripping Springs. Thanks for doing that introduction. There's one thing we would love for you guys to do. You guys know how much we love Path Projects. They're a great partner of ours. If you don't have their shorts and their liners, I would go get some right now because you can use them, switch out your liners. I actually, Stephen, wear my shorts probably five or six times before I wash them. Perfect. It's great. Even as hot as it is, you yeah. switch those liners out, you're good to go, and my phone fits right in that back pocket. Yeah. You know, other thing too, Jeff, I was wearing mine the other day, and, and I was out scootering, you know, like on those electric scooters and oh, stuff. Yeah. They yeah. have some. and. So we went past this water park and it was really hot and my, my youngest daughter. So we decided to kind of splash around. I looked down, she goes, hey dad, look at your shorts. And I went, what? And all the water was beaded up on yeah. top of the shorts. And then you just kind of like a flick of the fabric and it all just rolled off and went off and scootering yeah, again. It's, it's made out of some heavenly material. Yeah, I don't some, even know what it's called. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's something out there that's proprietary from NASA. I don't know. But it's <laughs> it's it's, a, it's some really cool stuff. So. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for listening to episode 56 of The Big S Runner. We have one other big thanks to give, Stephen. Yeah, Jeff, we want to give a big shout out and thanks to our amazing audio engineer, Steve Shortrib Saunders, for slicing and dicing and Andrew dicing, claying he is out there making it happen, making the podcast what it is. So, Steve, we just want to say thank you keep those ribs short and strong and we couldn't be more happy and pleased with all the work that you're doing for us we greatly appreciate that well jeff another episode has concluded we just want to say thanks to all of our listeners we hope that you guys are enjoying the podcast until then get out there enjoy those trails and keep running your short rib asses off Howdy, y'all. This is Jennifer, and I'm from I'm a big gas run. <laughs> Crap. It's dangerous. Well, I did run across an article, and it is in what is it? What is this in? Now, I do want to sh- tell you guys something. We were, yeah, I didn't know what to do that, but.
That was that was some bad singing. Name that band. Uh, Chicago. No. 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 Righteous Brothers. Oh, Righteous. <laughs> Righteous Brothers. That sounds like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That was from um, Nemo. Oh. The Turtle. Of course. <laughs> well, the movie theater in Allen, the 121, has terrible popcorn. Well, that's where we went. It's yeah, awful. That's where we went. It's probably leftover from 2020. Could be. Could be. <laughs> anybody yeah. in there. And they put some sort of weird orange salt on it. Yeah, it's pretty good. The site's consistency. I'm going to read that over. All right. Our last candy is Sour Punch Strawberry Straw. They come in a long package, so to speak. So let's see if Timmy time. <laughs> You guys are so immature. Why don't you grow up? 